Dude, we've had an awesome week. We got to go to Virginia with my friends. Um, we went to like this pretty fun conference and learned a lot of stuff. Got to, did we have, oh, we did have barbecue. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I could do better. Uh, yeah, so stoked to be back with you guys. I feel like, I feel like we were gone like a really long time. We are only gone like two days. Um, but didn't get to be around some of y'all. So stoked to be back. You guys okay? Yeah. Good. Sweet. Um, yeah. Um, Carly, that was awesome. Or we are. Oh, there you go. Um, gonna talk a little bit more about what, what she talked about. Um, but before I do that, I'm going to pray and then, um, and then we can get into it. Cool. Um, Jesus, thank you so much, Lord. Um, I just pray that, yeah, that you would just, um, speak through me, um, open our eyes, open our ears and open our hearts to hear from you, Father. Um, make us good hearers of your voice. Um, and, uh, yeah, just help us to take what we hear tonight and, and, and apply it and put it into practice, um, tonight and tomorrow, Lord. We love you and you're going to pray. Amen. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's awesome. I'm, it's like a real privilege to get to be here, um, talking to you guys. Seriously, like, I, I consider it such an honor. Um, so, um, Katie, hello, there you are. You guys are sitting on the inside. That's my wife, Katie. She sang, she played guitar, she's great, she's beautiful. Um, Katie and I, uh, met at some point, and then we also got started dating, and then we got married, and we've been married for a while, and um, when we met, we we knew each other, right, but now we know each other, and it's different, okay, we've known, we've been here almost 10 years, so we met a little, like, around nine years ago, maybe, and, you know, when you're, when you're not dating somebody, you, like, really want to get to know them, right, like, you're like, dude, I'm going to do what I can, and so one day I was sick, and whenever I get sick, it is not pretty. Like, I don't, like, throw up all over anything. I'm just, like, a big baby. Um, truthfully, I probably have, like, a three for y'all, but I get sick, like, every three years. And so it's, like, so uncomfortable to me that I just, like, sit around, watch TV. And I was sick one day, and I heard this knock on my door. And I, like, get up, and I'm, like, walking towards the door. I open it. And there's just, like, this blonde-haired angel with candy and, like, soup. And it was Katie. And she dropped something off. And we were just friends at the time. Um, but, yeah, then we started dating. And when we started dating, we got to know each other a little bit more, got engaged. We are spending time with each other. And then we got married, and it stopped. Like, as soon as we got married, we don't try and get to know each other anymore because that's the goal, Right. Okay, no, that's ridiculous. Um, but that's, that's kind of like sometimes what people think, like, oh, I just want to get married. It's like, okay, cool. But what you really want to do is be married. Do you see what I'm saying? Because you're in a relationship. And, and if Katie and I hadn't got to know each other or tried to get to know each other since the day we got married, that'd be really odd, right? Like, that's like six years. Oh, hey, I saw you up front in the thing, so that was pretty cool. Me and Sam took a selfie with you. Without you knowing. We, we thought about it. We didn't actually do it. No, we didn't. <laughs> it was a big deal. She just gave, like, a huge presentation, and then she came to Kyle. So that was pretty rad. Um, yeah, you were up front. So, um, so yeah, so, so Katie and I want to get to know each other. But that's the whole point. You know, you date. You, you become friends. 
you get to know each other. You date, you get to know each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, is, this isn't like something you just stop doing. And it's the same with, it really is, like, it's the same with God. Like, I think a lot of us kind of stop at, I know there is a God, or like, I know about God, and that's all I need to know, right? Um, but even, I mean, yeah, even like every day, like incrementally, it sounds like super crazy, but it's really true. Like, Katie and I get to know each other um, every single day in new ways, okay? And, and this is two people who are finite. Like, if you spent enough time with me and Katie, you would get to know all of us, right? Like, every single part of us. But with God, he's really infinite. And so that's even more time that we get to, like, discover him and, like, explore and find out more about him. And so that's pretty, pretty sick. Um, and, and, and so this is, a, this is, like, a really cool thing that I've been thinking about. Most people have heard me talk about it already, but if you hadn't, you're in for a treat. Um, so, so there's this guy, his name's Jay Sidlow Baxter, and, um, it's a cool name, and, and he basically wrote a bunch of books about the Bible. If you can find one of his books, get it, buy it, read it, it's gonna be good, okay? Um, and he wrote this little, he has, like, this book, and it's all Bible studies, okay? And, and it's called Explore the Book, and in each one, before each book of the Bible, he has this little kind of, like, snippet, and before the book of Exodus, excuse me, before the book of Leviticus, he says, he says this quote, see if you guys know it, um, um, jack of all trades, master of none, okay, no one was confident in that, but you were right, uh, I guess Ben Franklin said it, and, and it is misquoted, okay, what he actually said is jack of all trades, master of one, okay, I've never heard that before, he may have made it up, but it's a cool thought. So, so Sidlow Baxter goes on to basically say, for, for someone who follows Jesus, um, it's important for us to know a lot about various things. Art, science, social things, history, politics, all these different things that, that like make up our society, make us like not, um, like make us functional. And, but we should, have, we should be masters of one thing. Okay, and he and he says we should be masters of the Bible. Okay, if you if you follow Jesus, it is imperative for you to be a jack of all trades, master of one. That one thing being the Bible. And he says it really simply. He says um, you should know something about everything and everything about something. Dude, I've I've just been freaking out about this for like a month. Timmy's probably like so sick of hearing it, um, but but it's awesome. I'm, I'm like I'm like freaking out about it. So. Um, so that's what we're talking about. What, is that, what does that mean? What's the Bible? Masters of it. What does that even mean? Okay? Y'all good? Okay. So, um, okay. Um, I, had, I had a friend one time tell me he, could, he, actually, he actually taught me how to tell the future. Okay? Um, and, and I'm going to do it. Does anybody? I'm just going to do it for everybody. Okay? I'm going to tell you everybody's future here. Are you all ready? You don't believe me. It's true. Okay, he probably told me this maybe, I don't know, like 15 years ago. And, and he said, I can tell your future. Okay, you ready? You become like the books you read, the music you listen to, the movies you watch. And now you could say movies, videos, reels, TikTok, right, um, YouTube. And, and the heroes that you have, so the people that you look up to, okay? And that is true, okay? That is really, really true. 
you will become like the movies you watch, the content, basically the content that you, that you eat, okay? The movies you watch, the music you listen to, the books you read, and the heroes that you have. In five years, you are going to be like what you are eating today, okay? Books you read, oh, I don't like to read. Oh, that's scary. You're in college. Um, <laughs> Lord, help our future. Um, movies you watch. Stuff you watch, ingesting, shorts, all this type of thing. Um, the music you listen to, that's also really scary. Um, and, then, and then the people we look up to, okay? So if you look up to somebody who is like self-absorbed, um, celebrity, right, or, or like a content creator or whatever, and they have everything on their feed is themselves, pictures and all that type of thing, and that's what you're watching, and you really like that, and you're really into it. Oh, I want to read their book. Oh, man, they're in this movie. Then in five years, you are going to have those qualities, okay? It's just going to happen. Um, in 10 years, you're going to also have those. You're going to have more of those qualities. And 15 years, you're going to have more of those qualities. And, man, I was just, like, kind of freaking out about this. Like, dude, if, you, if, if, if I spend most of my time um, watching that or ingesting, like, lewd fornication on video, I'm going to become like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to become a creature who is just addicted to pleasure. Um, if I am watching or, or reading stuff that's just all about me and all about my headspace and all about, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be self-absorbed in five years, and I'm going to be all about me. Um, but the good news is there's other things you can do. You can spend your time watching things that actually are good and, and will nourish you and make you like what you want to be like in five or 10 or 15 or 20 or 25 years. And, and to me, that's reading um, good books like the Bible or other books like that. Uh, people that I look up to, are they godly? Do they look like Jesus? Is it Jesus? If I'm, if I'm like, you know, these guys are my heroes, I want to look like them, then I'm going to be like them one day. And, and all their good qualities, I'm going I'm to also emulate. And that's like a really big deal. So um, that's kind of the importance of what we're talking about with like Devo life, um, a life devoted to Jesus, okay, um, in, in, in action, not just like, I say I am. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just, oh, yeah, sure, of course. So we're going to look at, at a few verses um, in the Bible. Um, we're going to look at the book of uh, 2 Chronicles, um, chapter 34, uh, verse 15 through 19. Um, it's going to be up here. So I'm going to set a backstory just so we don't have to read, like, for 45 minutes. Um, this is about a guy called Josiah, okay? Josiah was a king of Israel, and he became kind of like everyone thinks about this guy. Do y'all know when he became king? Does anybody know how old he was? How old? Eight, yeah. So he was like, oh, wow, he's an eight-year-old king. And then, like, most people just kind of go on. Like, that's crazy. But he was a pretty bad king when he was eight, as you would think most eight-year-olds are. And <laughs> he didn't know anything. But this is about, I think, I can't remember exactly um, if I took a little bit of time. I would look at it. Oh, 18th year. So he's eight plus 18, whatever that equals. I know what it equals. I got you. Um, so he's 26 years old, okay? And he's been doing stuff. He's been reigning, kind of learning, learning the ropes as a king. And then, and then this is where we, get, we catch him, okay? Does that make sense? Um, so it says, while they were bringing out the money that had been taken into the temple of the Lord, Hilkiah, the priest, found the book of the law of the Lord that they had been given through Moses. 
Okay, so essentially that's like um, um, Numbers, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, right? Essentially, Ian, Exodus, and Genesis too. Okay, so the first five books of the Bible. Um, he gave it to Shaphan, Shaphan. Then Shaphan took a book to the king and reported to him. Your officials are doing everything that they have that has been committed to them. They're doing a good job. They have paid out the money that was in the temple of the Lord and have entrusted it to the supervisors and workers. Then Shaphan, the secretary, informed the king, Hilkiah, the priest, has given me a book. And Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king. And then this is crazy. When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his robes. Sounds weird. Um, but I'm going to explain it, okay? Um, so the book of the law, as we figured out, is their, their Bible. You can think of it like that, okay? Like their, this is from the Lord, given to Moses, it's passed down, and it got lost, okay? That's kind of crazy. So since it got lost, it's just been this kind of like, hey, I think we're supposed to do this because God says so. Oh, hey, this is what God's like. Oh, hey, I think this is like how we're supposed to live our lives. The law says blah, 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 but I don't really know, but this sounds good, right? So it's kind of this like telephone game of law that has gotten um, Josiah to where he's at. And, um, and this has happened multiple times through history. Um, I don't know the exact dates. I meant to look them up, but like around the Reformation time, 1500s-ish, um, the Bible was only um, available readily in Latin. And it's not cool because no one really, just like now, no one really spoke Latin. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, I guess people spoke it back then. Like, no one did. And so only people who could read it were some priests, okay? And so basically, they were, like, fighting against this, like, hey, we want the Bible in our own language. And it, it was somewhat of, like, a power struggle um, to kind of get the Bible in, like, the common language, like English for us, okay? Um, and it did. That's awesome. And so, like, a bunch of stuff happened since then. Um, missions, churches, people got saved, right? That's pretty rad. And, and people were able to, to walk with God outside of just being told, like, hey, I think the Bible says blah, 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 okay? Um, and then it, it also happened again. Um, it's happened really recently, actually. Um, there's, a, there's a time now where I think we, we know where we could attain a Bible, but it's completely forgotten. It's completely buried as if we don't have access to it. Um, there's this horrible case of these two words, I know, right? I know. Um, that's moving through people. Um, people who know what the Bible says without reading it, which is like pretty crazy. I didn't know you could do that. And then who knows what God is like without getting to know him, okay? Um, and this is like a really dangerous place to be. Our society... Um, yeah, we're, we're, reaping the, we're reaping the benefits and, and the consequences of what it looks like to have, like, a godless, Bible-less society. Does that make sense? Um, it's, it's really wicked right now, and, it, and I think that's the main reason. Um, so, in the end of that passage, um, Josiah started crying, weeping, and whip, ripping his robes. Um, and it sounds weird to us now, but back then, it was, like, the, the ultimate sign of, like, of, like, desperation and repentance, okay? Like, I can't believe what's happening. I have to do something, like, physically to show, like, what, like how bad this is. Um, something struck him that made him break down. Um, horrible news came to him. Did y'all catch it? The horrible news of reality, okay? The reality that God, they said that they followed, 
the God of their nation and the God of their culture, the God of their fathers and the God of their families, the God they thought they knew, that they gave sacrifices to, that they built a temple for, that they gave their money to, that they gave their lives as priests to, was not the God that they thought they were following at all. That's pretty, like, I mean, like, like we say this kind of flippantly, but, like, that's, like, earth-shattering. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, his complete foundation this is what the law says, and we've been saying, like, it didn't match up, and, and this is what God's like. This, I had no idea, um, and, and I call myself a king. I call myself a leader of, of God's people, and I don't even know who God is. Like, that's a really scary place to be. They didn't know the book of the law enough to know his nature, his character, or his heart towards them. What they were doing, the, uh, the nation of Israel, were, they were clinging to shadows, okay, Shadows are real, right? I don't think anybody's going to disagree with the fact that shadows exist. Uh, probably someone will. Um, but shadows, they might have a resemblance of what is real. Um, they might have, it might be like a picture, like a dark, partial representation of what the real thing is. But it's not the real thing. Like you can't go drink a cup of water out of a shadow. You know, but you could have a cup of water out of a shadow. And, and for them... This was the shadow that they were clinging onto, a dark, partial representation of who God really was and what he's really like. That's like a really, that's scary. Like, does that make sense? Like, like in their shoes, I thought God was a certain way. We've talked about this multiple times. The most important thing about you is what you think about God. If what you think about God is wrong, but you thought it was right, like, y'all see what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is really, really scary. Um, and so I just, yeah, I don't know, just like challenge us, like how many of us here, when we're presented with something from the Bible, would it surprise us, right? Um, when someone does something that rubs us the wrong way, um, then we look and actually see that Jesus himself said it or did it, okay? Um, the guys out front, we see them, we get annoyed at their methods. Jesus was a street preacher. Jesus told people to repent. Um, Jesus said... Uh, God himself killed thousands of people, like over 100,000 people, one night with an angel. Like, that should kind of be like, wait, what God are you talking about? I'm talking about, like, the God of the Bible, like Jesus. Um, Jesus. Jesus said, hey, follow me, but then he had people that followed him, and he said, hey, go away from me, right? Like, like you're not going to follow me. You go home. He told us that um, if we don't forgive someone who intentionally hurt me, not like, oh, I'm sorry, I stepped on your foot, but like if someone like really, really deeply intentionally hurt me and I don't forgive them, then God won't forgive me. Like these are Jesus' words. They're in the Bible. And if they're rubbing us the wrong way, then we don't, it's not that we don't know, uh, it's not that Jesus didn't say it or I'm interpreting it wrong. It's that we don't know the Bible. Does that make sense? And that's like a, that's like a really scary place to be. Um, there's list and list and list and list. And so the big idea tonight that I want us to walk away with is that a daily devotional life is the only way to be sure that we actually know God. Okay? Do y'all get that? A daily devotional life is the only way to be sure that we actually know God. You can, yeah, anyways. There's a, this is like a, an estimate, but it's a pretty good estimate. 3.23 billion people have no access to a Bible or a Christian or a, a small group or a, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot of people. And so we are incredibly um, privileged to own something like this. Y'all see what I'm saying? Like, like thank you, Jesus. There, would, there are people, and there actually have been people 
who died because they owned something like this. Not like 300 years ago, like last week, okay? There's people that need to get baptized. We're going to have a baptism service at a breakaway, and it's going to be rowdy. And, and I want you guys to get baptized if you love Jesus. And, um, and there's people that I personally know who are getting baptized in other countries and are afraid that, and they have to do it in secret because they could get killed, like really easily. Does that make sense? Or, or whatever. And so this is, this is something that we have access to. It's on your phone. If you don't have it on your phone, you can get it. Like, no one's going to be like, you download you version and like someone's knocking down your door. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's safe. And, and, and you are responsible for the truth that you have access to. Okay? You are responsible for the truth that you have access to. So what would, what would happen if we really took this seriously? Okay? Right after Josiah started crying and, and repenting, um, essentially, God was like, hey, if y'all don't get right, like, you're done. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to destroy this country. Like, it's just, it's game over. And, 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 and people start getting right with God. And his entire country um, doesn't necessarily get right with God, but they honor him enough to where he doesn't destroy their country, okay? He doesn't sell them into slavery. He doesn't, like, he, he basically says, okay, I believe you guys. And because they start getting right with him. So what would happen if we took this seriously? What would, what would your family look like? How would that change? Your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters. Um, what would your roommates look like? How would they see you differently? How would they begin to be blessed and to start to see God differently? What would your friends look like? Oh, man, you used to be so grumpy and negative. Like, what happened, you know? Um, or your professors. But also think, guys, like, tonight I really want us to start thinking, like, long shot. Like, like what, what are your grandkids going to say? If you start to take this seriously— and you start to have a daily devotional life like Carly's talking about, your kids are going to see what that looks like and see that it's normal to walk with God and have a relationship with him. And then they're going to be amazing parents to your grandkids. And then your grandkids are not only going to look up to you, oh, man, my grandpa's so great, but, like, also their parents. Their parents are going to be their heroes. There's, that's really rare. Like, I don't actually want to ask anybody. Like, it's probably the the huge minority that, that any of our parents are our heroes. Um, and, that's, and that's really scary. And so I just, I, I think if we take this seriously, it's more than just reading my Bible. It's more than just, I feel nice. It's more than just, I feel happy. It's like, this has huge repercussions nationally. It has huge repercussions for generations to come. Does that make sense? Like, that's worth it. So the reality of the situation is that outside the Bible— there really is no other way to get to know Jesus and become friends with God, okay? Like, that's a hard truth, but I'm kind of willing to stand on it. Um, there's no, I know a guy, like, oh, hey, God, my, my, my dad's really cool with you, so, like, so, like, we're cool, right? You know, like, there's no, oh, you're, you're, you know, whoever's son or daughter, like, it has to be me. It has to be you to, to have this relationship with Jesus, um, and, and I think when we try to circumvent, I think there are, like, huge, 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 tiny, 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 huge, tiny, tiny percentages of other ways to get to know God outside of the Bible. And I just don't think they're that reliable, okay? Um, it would honestly be like, like, if you're in your dorm and, or, like, in your apartment and, like, the girl of your dreams moves in next door. And she has, like, the, the perfect hair color, the perfect eyes, like, 
looks like whatever you like a girl to look like. Because everything's okay. Um, and you are just like, oh my gosh. And you like walk by and she's like smiling at you. And, and you're like smiling at her, but you're nervous. And <laughs> okay, put yourself in that situation. It sounds awesome. And then you're like, and then you're like, okay, um, I'm going to talk to her, okay? And you, like, walk up to her, and you're like, hey, so you have two options, okay? Option A, hey, can I get your number? I know we've been smiling. <laughs> Whatever. This is fun. I don't know why. <laughs> Okay, you could do that, right? Or you could be like super smooth, just as smooth as hey, can I get your number? Hey, I, I'm, I'm 19 years old. For the past six years, I've been developing my own language, and I would really prefer you to learn it in order for us to start having like a relation, conversations. And she's down, but it's going to take her like eight more years to learn this. It just, just go with the normal way. Like, don't make this weird. Like, if you want to try and go find another way to find Jesus, you can, but it's like a huge waste of time. Like, the Bible's already given to us, okay? We already have access to it, okay? People, other people would die for us for, for the access that we have to this, okay? And we still want to go listen to music, or we still want to go listen to podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Like, just... Read the book. Like, it's really not, it's really not that hard, okay? And it's just the same as, like, okay, I'm going to put these stipulations on God. You're going to have to, uh, you know, I'm going to have to find a $3 bill and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just so ridiculous. And so I think if we just do it the way that God has already shown, shown himself to us, it's going to be fine, okay? And so I think the Bible it's the clearest, most basic way to get to know God. Does that make sense? I know that's like silly, but for real. The, yeah. This is a library. It's a book of books. It has a bunch of books in it. It's a library that leads us to realize what God is like and who he is. Okay? Outside of it, we only have like a dirty, smudged, messed up shadow of the real thing. Okay? Like, like seriously. So, y'all good? What are the conditions of being close to God, okay? What are the conditions of being close to God? Um, and we say this, we say this a lot. You're as close to God as you want to be. You're as close to God as you want to be. But God has people, truthfully, this is going to, um, it bothered me when I heard it. So if it doesn't bother you, maybe it will. God has people he would rather be close to than others, Okay? God has people he would rather be close to than others. Let me explain. The primary characteristics of the people that God wants to be close to, the primary characteristic is a willingness to learn. Okay? A willingness to learn. God will speak to you if you're willing to obey. Okay? God will speak to you if you want to have a relationship with him. God will speak to you if you, if he's going to say something and it might sound hard and you might not agree at first, 
but you're willing to talk it out with him, right? Like God, God really wants to speak to us. And, and we say this as well. Intent is prior to content. Intent is prior to content. That means there are conditions of hearing God's voice. If you have, if I have no intention, absolutely no intention of believing or obeying what God says, then he's not going to waste his time on me. And how could we blame him? Right? Like, like that's actually really fair. Um, for him, for him to say this, um, he's not just gonna talk for his own good, okay? Um, and so we see this like all throughout the Bible: people who are willing to learn. One of Jesus' disciples, if you actually look at like the list of of disciples in the in the Bible, there's one in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and um, and actually in Acts as well. There's four, and in all of them, it's really trippy. If you go look, there are like a top three or four in all the lists and it's not alphabetical and and it's really cool it's it's um jesus and then it's um simon peter um andrew james and john okay simon peter andrew james and john those are jesus's best friends okay those are jesus's best friends he had 12 disciples so there's eight other guys who aren't his best friends jesus loves them Jesus spent time with them. He cares about them, but they weren't as close. And I think Peter was his very best friend. I think Peter was his very best friend. He always, Peter always had something to say. He was like, he was like a loud mouth. Like, like, <laughs> that's not nice. Um, one of the worst things you can do, but one of the worst things you can do is keep quiet. One of the worst things you can do is keep quiet and think someone else should take the first step. If you're hanging out with somebody and you have a question, oh, dude, like, I hope Brandon asked this question because I'm, like, nervous, too. Just ask it. Like, like, who cares? And Peter had this humility because he didn't, sorry, because he knew what, what he was really like. He knew that he wasn't an all-star, okay? He was, he was a fisherman. He was a country boy, and, and he wasn't this, like, big-time Bible scholar, like extraordinary you know what i'm saying like he was just he was just a guy and he knew that and he was able to ask questions and be close to jesus because he didn't hide or try to be something else he had this humility he had this willingness to learn he didn't try to keep secrets or act like he, he was something he wasn't and that's why he was jesus best friend is because he was sincere okay he was he, he really was he was the closest to jesus because he was sincere he made mistakes he wasn't faultless that doesn't bring you into closeness with Jesus. Doing everything right, doing everything wrong, that's not the stipulation that he's looking for. A lot of people who try to, to do everything right and look a certain way um, in their own power become legal, sad, and depressed on the fringes of the people of God. Oh, I can't believe Ian knew all this stuff because blah, 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 blah. Like, like, I just, you just need to, it doesn't matter. Like, vision on Jesus, not on everybody else. Does that make sense? That's what he was like. Holding on to your rights, pride, or sin will leave you lonely on the outside and far from God and his friends. Every single time. Like, that is the consequences of not having a devotional life. Peter was quick to repent. He was always quick to ask questions, to repent, to learn, and to obey. He was a learner. Despite weaknesses and faults, the day you stop being a learner is the day you stop following Jesus. It's true. When you learn and obey 
it will be a learning adventure for the rest of eternity. When you commit to say, yes, I'm going to do it, even if, I, even if it's the wrong choice, I'm going to commit to this. Jesus will speak to you, okay? He really will. Hearing without obeying leads to deception. Deception isn't, hear me rightly, deception isn't like believing all the wrong things, like, like, like I could pour water out of a shadow. Deception is like a lot more dangerous. It is living the wrong kind of life with all the right kinds of words, okay? Oh, yes, I know God. Of course, we all know God. Oh, I know this about God. This is what God's like. I think this is what God's like. That's deception. Knowing, knowledge, and relationship with Jesus is different than deception. And so Christ's teachings require obedience, a willingness to learn and obedience to him every single time. We have a lot of people who know the right information, but don't do what he says, okay? That, 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 I've been there, okay? I knew a lot. I grew up around the church. I grew up around people that loved God, and I knew all the right answers, but I didn't obey what he said. And, and for a long time, I was like, I don't know why my life doesn't look like this. Like, like truthfully, like when I met my small group leaders, um, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. And, and then they were like, yeah, me too. I was reading this in the Bible the other day, and I was like, oh, hold on. I'm not that kind of Christian. And what I really meant was, like, I'm not a Christian at all. Like, they actually were, and I wasn't. It's not about what you do. Sorry, excuse me. It's not about what you know. It's about what you do with what he tells you. Okay? It's not about what you know. It's about what you do with what he tells you. Knowledge equals responsibility. You're always responsible for what God tells you to do. And he's gentle. He's gentle. He's, he's not going to tell you everything all at once. He's, he's step by step. He's, hey, come with me. Trust me. Trust me on this. And then he proves himself faithful. Hey, trust me on this. And then he proves himself faithful. And we continue to obey. So, willingness to obey is the prime characteristic of being close to God, okay? The prime disqualification is disobedience, is, 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 is um, pride, like not being humble enough to say, I am here. It's, it's trying to hide. It's being insincere. That's the, that's the primary disqualification. So we said this, you're as close to God as you want to be. I really do believe that with all my heart. So my question for y'all tonight is, how close to God do you want to be? Truly, how close to God do you want to be? When we talk about devotional life and being close to God, the fundamental way that we know how to do this is by having a relationship with him. A life devoted to knowing God, who he is, and what he's like every single day. Not having, like like if Katie and I hung out for two hours on Sunday morning, and then every other Wednesday we hung out for, um, we didn't even hang out. We just sat there while someone told me about Katie, and then we were in the same room. We wouldn't have a good relationship, and we wouldn't know each other. It's, it's spending time together every single day. So when we talk about devotional life, Carly did an amazing job um, just expressing what it is. So I'm just going to reiterate a couple things she said. It's prayer. It's reading your Bible. It's worship. It's listening to the voice of God, reading other good books that point you to who he really is. It's community. It's, it's, it's going to small group, but not just that. It's 
being a part of a small group, like outside of Thursday night, being brothers, right? Like, like you don't go to a small group. You are a small group. And when small group's there, that's small group. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's asking questions. It's having humility. It's all these things. It's not proving how much you know. It's showing how hungry you are, okay? It's not a test. It's not this thing that you're just going to get graded on. It's, it's, just, it's, a, it's a hunger. Uh, it's like a hunger um, contest in a sense. Very simply, it's consistent time with God. Does that make sense? Like very simple, okay? Okay, not everything is devotional life, okay? Not everything is devotional life. It isn't putting God last. It isn't watching a movie and then thinking, oh, man, I should have probably thought about God. So, man, uh, oh, God, God's kind of like this guy in the movie. Okay, cool, that's it. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not him coming up um, at, the, at the end of the day. It's like right before you go to sleep. It's not sinning every day and then having a great prayer life when you go and ask him to forgive you. Um, I've been there before. And it, was, and, it, and it wasn't good. That wasn't a devotional life. Like, you need not to prove. Like, it's not proof, okay? It's, it's intent is prior to content. You need to have the intention of having a relationship, okay? Of pursuing him, of knowing him, of, of caring and, and believing enough about him to say, I'm going to obey with whatever you say. God does honor the try, yes, but he does not honor dishonesty. So if your try even if it's half-hearted, I think he could, he could um, honor that. But if it's dishonest, if it's insincere, if it's, if it's for someone or something or some feeling, he's not going to show up. It's not worth his time, honestly. And, and so, so when we look up to people, you guys, I looked up to my small group, like, small group leader like crazy. I have all these, all these heroes in my life. And... Um, and I heard this story from one of those heroes, okay? And it's this guy, he was an old man, and everyone knew his prayer life was, like, off the chain, okay? Like, it, this dude was praying. And he would, like, it was back in the day, so he had, like, a wooden floor, um, and he would kneel next to his bed, and next to his bed, th- after he died, they had to go in and <laughs> extract him. And, uh... And next to his bed were these two grooves, okay, where his knees were when he was praying and spending time with God, right? And that's beautiful, okay? But who's there? Like, none of us, okay? Like, let's be real. Like, our dorm rooms aren't, like, the, t- the carpet's not tattered because they're, like, people of prayer. And so I was like, oh, man, that'd be so cool to be there one day. And the guy that was telling the story was like, hey, it's okay if you're not there yet. He started somewhere. He didn't start there, Okay? He didn't start with worn in. Do you know what I'm saying? And, like, this dude legitimately changed countries from his bedroom. Okay? That sounds weird, but, like, like for real. Like, because of prayer. And, and, um, and so we got to start somewhere. So, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is, this is going to be the easiest place to start, wherever you're at. If you're new to this, um... If you have been doing this for a long time, this is a great starting place, okay? I love, I love the gym. I love people that love the gym. Chase, 
loves the gym as well. You can tell. You can tell more on him than you can on me. Um, but three sets of 10. So what's that mean? 30 minutes a day. This is, guys, this is starting, okay? Does that make sense? So where should I start? Should I read a verse a day? No. That's not a relationship. That's like, that's ridiculous, okay? Uh, verse of the day. We were joking about that the other day. Ask me later, later if you want to hear some funny stuff. Um, but but that's, not, that's not a devotional life, okay? And so we can't pat ourselves on the back for not, for not getting to where we want to be. Does that make sense? For not, that's like, that's like looking at a guy or a girl and thinking that you have a relationship with them. Like, you don't, okay? So three sets of 10, 30 minutes a day, 10 minutes of prayer, 10 minutes of reading the Bible, and 10 minutes of reading a good book. Notice it says good book, not book. Most books aren't good. If you think your book is good, please ask someone else. Ask your small group leader. Ask your tribe leader. Ask someone because most books and most stuff that you find, don't Google stuff. That's all crap. Like seriously, most likely it's, it's a bunch of crap. And so we want to get you books. It, your small group leader would love to give you a book. I would love to give you a book. Like, like seriously, a good book. Okay? So that's what this means. This is doable. And it doesn't, look, like Carly said, start. Just start, 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 start. It doesn't have to be all at once. Figure it out. Figure out something. But, sh- but shoot for this, okay? Because five minutes is not a devotional life. Let's just, like, like honestly, okay? Um, but this is a good place to start. And that can, you can work up to, to another place. If you're new to small group leader, sorry, if you're new to small group, ask your leader um, to do this with you. Okay, let's text each other. Like, like that's awesome. You get to do it together. Like, I can't believe half the stuff we get to do with our friends. Like, seriously, like it's a lot of fun. So, um, the band, you guys can come back up. Um, the worst thing you can do is have a secret devotional life. Okay, you got to talk about it. Hey, I read this thing. This is weird. Okay, that's not dishonoring. Like, God can handle you calling him weird or the Bible weird. Like, he's not going to be offended if you're, if you're honest. You know what I'm saying? Um, he is amazing. He's infinite, and we get to know him. One question we should ask, and this is like, this is like having a right view of, of, of a devotional life. It says, when do I get to see you again? When do I get to talk to you again? When do we get to hang out again, God? As a, as a college student, I've said this many times, and when you graduate, I've had many people come back and say, yes, I hated when you said that, but it was true. You have the most free time you'll ever have, okay, truly. You have the most free time right now than you'll ever have. You don't have kids. You don't have a spouse. You don't have a full-time job. Like, even if that free time is limited, it's not going to get better, okay? And so the time that you take developing these habits now, you will, your future you well, thank you. Does that make sense? Like, these are habits that we're trying to have for eternity. I'll say that. Um, I, I did something for the first time the other day I've never done in my entire life. Um, and when, when you're over 21, I feel like that you don't get to say that very many times after that. Huh? Yeah, I did that too. No, I, no, but this is even cooler. Yeah, Brandon and me were talking about washing my AC, and we did do that. I finished, and this is like honestly a flex, I finished a, like a, a travel size roll of floss, okay? And I bet 50% of y'all haven't ever done anything like that before, or more. 
And I went to the, that's, that's, that's a flex. And I went to the dentist the other day, and they cleaned my teeth. And every time they clean my teeth, I know what they're going to say. Hey, and they, I don't know why. It's so degrading. Hey, do you floss? Obviously, no. Like, you're pulling all this gross crap out of my teeth. Like, no, I don't floss. And this time, I was ready for it. And I was like, okay, when she says this stupid question, I'm going to have a, a real answer. And I was like, why don't I floss? And I was like, you know, she's asking me questions. got her hand all down my mouth. I can't answer. And then she's finally done. And I was like, hey, this is why I don't floss. It's because it hurts and it makes me bleed. I don't like that. Is it, I, I mean, unless I'm playing, like, tackle something, I don't want to be hurt and I don't want to bleed. And she was like, okay, well, if you do it for a week, that will stop. I guarantee you. And she said this. And, and this isn't for everybody. This is like, and she made it very clear that it was, like, not my own power. She was like, hey, you have great teeth. And that's genetic. And I was like, oh, cool. And, and, and like, you're never going to get cavities. You're never going to blah, blah, blah. But if you don't take care of your gums, you will regret it. Okay? Does that make sense? And I was like, this lady knows what she's talking about. I'm going to listen to her. And so this is like, what, I don't know, three weeks ago or something like that? Did in three weeks. I'm not using, like, long strands either. Doing the right amount. And, uh, and, so, and so I was thinking, okay, this isn't really for me now. Okay, this is me for me in 10 years. This is for me in 20 years that I don't have to go and get my gums worked on. That's gross. Okay, and and so I started a habit because I trusted this lady three weeks ago that hopefully in 15, 20, 25 years, I'm grateful that I started the habit. Does that make sense? And that's what I'm wanting this for y'all. Okay, I want I want y'all to start somewhere three sets of 10 and and really and really take the time to trust that this is. It's going to be for you now and then. Does that make sense? So, so two more things and we're done, okay? Um, actually, just this is it. Whatever you're taking notes on, your phone, your notebook, whatever, I want you to seriously write this question down. How close to God do you want to be? Okay? Because this is all about honesty, right? Sincerity. If you don't want to be close to God, say that. If you want to be close to God, but you don't want to put in the effort, say that. Like, like let's be honest. God can, God can work with your honesty, but if you're like, oh, dude, I want, to be a, I want to be a missionary one day, but I don't really want to get up and read my Bible. Like, it's just not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to happen. And so, at the end of the day, how close to God do you want to be? And I want to take, a, you know, we're actually going to be, they're going to play some music in um, we're not going to start singing right away because I want you to think about that, okay? And if you can't answer it right now and you need, I need more time, take it home. Tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, like be thinking about this and actually start to answer it. And then you can, and then you can start somewhere. Does that make sense? Until you really answer this question, it doesn't really matter. And then, and then once you decide, if, if and once you decide, you say, I want to be close to you, God. I'm going to take this seriously, then, then get out your phone um, or, or write this next to whatever you just wrote down, something you'll see a lot, and write this. God at blank, meaning 8 a.m., 8 p.m., 4 p.m., I will spend blank minutes with you. See you then. It's up there. <laughs> right on. 
I will spend blank minutes with you. See you then. Fill it in yourself. And then, and then basically send a text to God and expect him to show up. Does that make sense? Like, we, we really can't. If, we, if we're faithful, he's going to be faithful back. And so that's it. Um, just take, take a, like, three or, three or four minutes thinking about this, praying about this, and then we're going to worship. But the last thing I think Carly did such a great job saying, um, and I just want to end with this, God wants to be your friend. Okay? That changes things. God wants you to be friends with him. Yes. Because you gain a lot from it. But he also wants to be your friend. If you haven't felt like a good friend or a good daughter or a good son or a good roommate or you feel like you get taken advantage of or you feel like you're misunderstood or misinterpreted or whatever, God still wants to be your friend, even if it's all your fault. And I just, I just think there's so much encouragement that comes from that. If you've been left out, felt forgotten, looked past, stepped on, too much attention paid to certain things that you don't want attention to be paid to. Maybe, maybe you're really attractive, and that's all people think about you. Or maybe you're really not attractive, and that's all people think about you. Like, things that you want to be seen for are being missed. God sees those things, okay? And I just want you all to be encouraged that God is there. He cares. He understands, and he wants to be your friend. He wants you to be close to him, not because he really gains anything from it, but because he loves you and he desires friendship with you. So we'll take a couple minutes. It's just going to be music. Write that stuff down and then we'll worship and it's going to be awesome. Cool? Thank you, Jesus.